On today's action-packed episode, we're talking about some of the best hitters to target in your 2023 fantasy baseball draft, plus some big news for the podcast. Let's lock on in. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball MDs podcast, your number one source for growing your fantasy baseball knowledge. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my co-host, as always, Matthew Anay. You. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just, sh- just search for the Fantasy Baseball MDs and we'll be there. Please like and subscribe if you can. Also, comment on YouTube. And we love interacting with you guys. So today, uh, my first segment, uh, can't bury the lead here, guys. we got a huge announcement for the podcast. We're now going to be a part of the Locked On family, which is uh, we're so you know thrilled and pleased, uh, thank- thankful for the opportunity. If you guys don't know about Locked On, they're a huge um, podcasting network. You can find podcasts for all your favorite sports teams. Uh, they also have like the leagues themselves, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL. And we're going to be, as I said, hosting the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast from now on. So just look out for the transition. You know, our page is now going to say uh, Locked On Fantasy Baseball, not only on YouTube, on Apple, on Spotify. We won't be on the same feed anymore, so you won't see episodes on the Fantasy Baseball MDs page anymore. Yeah, Matt, try in, brother. Go for it. Uh, First, thank you to Locked On, um, and thank you guys all for being fans of the MDs. But – we will be on the same YouTube feed. They will. We will have the same channel. Yes. It's just the audio feed that's going to change. So you're going to have to look for the Locked On uh, podcast on your podcast as whether it's Apple, Spotify, or et cetera. That's where that's going to change. YouTube, stay the same. You'll still be able to find us in the same spot, just with a new name. But other than that, Dom, take it away. Sorry, my bad. No, you're beautiful, brother. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Yeah, the Instagram will be the same as well. We will have a new Twitter and uh, a new TikTok as well. We will be on TikTok posting some shorts, some reels, you know, giving you guys a little bit, a little taste of our episodes. Other than that, you know, once again, as Matt said, we're truly thankful for the opportunity. You know, it, it's just a pleasure to work with everybody at Locked On. And, um, you know, we're, let's uh, let's get right into our big segment of the day, guys, because we know that's what you're here for. So we're talking hitters to target for your 2023 fantasy baseball drafts, right? Now, we tried to do a mix of some um, bigger names that are undervalued and some deeper guys, you know, that you can get towards the end of your drafts. And uh, I guess I'll go first with one of mine, somebody that we've talked about a little bit on this podcast before and uh, recently moved. That's Jose Abreu, first baseman for the Houston Astros now. And, man, uh, I think just has great value. He's going um off the board right now in NF- NFBC drafts at the pick of 93. So you can get him at around pick 100, which I think is a steal for Jose Abreu. He's coming off the board as the sixth first baseman. And we know that Jose Abreu had a down year last year in the, the home run department, at least. 15 home runs, which is not great. Jose Abreu also had played 157 games, had 85, R- uh, 85 runs, 75 RBIs, and he hit 304. So that batting average is always stellar from Jose Abreu, career 292 hitter. I think the home runs, you can expect a boost, especially with those Crawford boxes in Houston. He's going to hit probably, you know, hopefully closer to 20, 25 home runs. But the opportunity to be in that lineup with guys like Kyle Tucker and, you know, the the rest of the folks there, Jose Altuve, they got a bunch of great bats, good guys just that are always on base. So, you know, Jose Abreu hopefully hitting third or fourth, going to drive in, you know, close to 100 runs. 
He's driven in 100 runs about seven times in his career already. The runs, I'm not banking on him for anything crazy. If he can get you the 85, he got you last year. That's absolutely stellar. So once again, he's coming off the board around pick 100. I think Jose Abreu is somebody you could totally, totally, you know, target in all of your drafts and feel lovely about getting him as your starting first baseman. I personally have him ranked fifth. Matt, my brother, any thoughts on Abreu and where do you got him ranked? Oh, I love I love Abreu this year. I think that is a definitely a, a, a nice change of pace for where he's been, even though I love the White Sox and repping him tonight. But personally, I just think that, I mean, Houston's just a well-oiled machine and there's going to be a lot more opportunities for driving in since the White Sox haven't been able to prove that they're healthy or that the young talent hasn't really spot to the top, even though I think that this is going to be the year. Now, Abreu's upside in this, this, this team is just going to be outrageous, and we all know this, hence why Dom has him rated so high. I haven't rated as my number five overall first baseman. So, you know, we're right on right on par with where we where, where we have him. We're pretty aligned. But I think that ultimately you can't go wrong drafting Jose Abreu this year. Now, I don't think I need to, you know, beat it, beat the dead fish or whatever, that dead horse. But, um, you know, let me move on to my guy. Somebody that I was a big fan last year, if you guys were listening in draft season, somebody that I called from the jump. And I said, if this guy gets called up or makes the team first day, He's going to be stellar. He's going to, he's going to be a lead winner, and that's Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby Witt Jr. is exactly what we thought he is and more because, you know, this is a rookie year that, you know, not a lot of guys do. They don't just adjust right away to the bigs, and this is exactly what, he, what you want from a big prospect, right? So he had 632 at-bats. Um, no, I'm sorry, a lot. That's plate appearances. 591 at-bats, 82 runs, 31 doubles. I'm just saying that could swing either way. The guy is fast, and the guy also has power, right? Six triples. Now, that's something to say, too, because, again, that means you had to hit the ball almost to the fence. If not hit the fence, it's going to make a difference. 20 bombs. Now, that's where I see he's going to be going up. I think he's a 30-30 guy at minimum. I think he hit 35, possibly 40. That guy's got power. And, honestly, if everybody was watching him during spring training last year, too, he hit a couple grandies. Kid is lights out. I think he's going to have a huge, huge step forward this year, and I think he's going to be a top, top 10 player this year in overall fantasy. On top of that, he had 30 stolen bases. And that's something to say. See, I say he could be a 30-30 guy. I, I think it's right on par with what he's going to give you every year. If he has one or two less, I'm not going to be upset. He also had 80 ribbies, which is stellar, and I think that team's only going to get better, so I think there's more ribby opportunities. And the only thing that was a little bit on the down, down last year was his batting average. But quite honestly, I'm not really worried. I, the year before, in 2021, he batted 290. So I think that ultimately – He's ready to he's that's gonna take a tick back up. Maybe not two ninety, maybe two eighty five, maybe two eighty, and that's stellar. That that's a top ten player right there. And I draft them every time. The kid is young as hell. Um let me pull up his age. I apologize. I mean, the kid's twenty two years old. I mean, if I'm in a dynasty league, he's one of my top five picks personally. That's just me. I think he's gonna be absolutely incredible. And just watch this year. He's gonna be a fantasy darling this year, and God, the sky's the limit. Yeah, my great analysis. Now, see, I'm I'm in sync with you in the fact that Bobby Witt is just he's he's one of the best young talents in the game for sure, hundred percent. And if if you're if you're in a dynasty league, uh, startup dynasty startup keeper, definitely first round talent. If like not if Matt said top five, may possibly if you know if you're if you want a third baseman early, definitely somebody that I'd be targeting for sure in a startup dynasty or keeper. Redraft, it's a little tougher for me because. 
there are a few guys at third that I do like a little bit better. Maybe, maybe not so much at short, but third base, there's a few guys that, you know, I, I do have ahead of them that I do like, like I would probably take and read your draft specifically. Once again, guys, I got, you know, I got Jose, uh, Jose Ramirez over him, got Austin Riley over him, got Nolan Arenado over him and Manny Machado. You could argue with me about Rafael Devers because, you know, that team, that Red Sox team is absolutely, you know, not looking, not looking like they want to win this year. So, you know, Rafael Devers is another story. Now, back to our main uh, guy here, Bobby Wood Jr. He had a great year last year. Matt read you off his numbers. He was a, a four-tool guy. And as Matt said, I do expect that batting average to take a tick up this year. Maybe not as high as Matt was saying, but if he hits, you know, 265, 270, I'd be absolutely pleased. And then he becomes a five-tool guy. Runs in the RBIs. I don't know how much huge of a leap those are going to take. That really depends on the guys around him. If, you know, somebody would talk about later, you know, a little tease there. If somebody like that guy takes the step up and, you know, Salvador Perez is healthy all year, you know, I, I could see breakfast. I could see bigger numbers. Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. The Italian breakfast, man. Oh, yeah, the Italian breakfast too, Mr. Vinny P, who we talked about last week. If you want some Vinny P analysis, maybe be sure to check out that episode. So now with that team around him, it kind of depends on those guys because we know Bobby has the talent here's my biggest gripe though man you gotta take him at pick eight right now over the last month nfbc adp the only place that's doing drafts at the moment uh you gotta take him number eight so you're really banking on that upside of bobby you know um his the home runs taking a step forward i will give you this though bobby witt had the fourth fastest sprint speed so he was the fourth fastest from home to first last year in the whole league so i'm not worried about the speed at all you know once again just it's 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 you're paying for the upside here really you're paying for him to be a first round talent not saying you can't do it but in redraft specifically there's a few guys that i might take over him i would love to get bobby in like the third round this year but that's absolutely not happening happening another guy real quick julio Rodriguez going up there in the top two i i, I don't know if i want to pay up for that if you're a risk taker go ahead be my guest and do it but it's going to be tough for bobby you know he's he's an absolutely extraordinary talent just going to be tough for me personally to take him that high in redraft. Once again, you know, take take him high and just move on in those dynasty uh, redraft leagues. So I'll move on to my next player here. Somebody I think Matt has the jersey on of right now, if I uh, if I'm seeing it correctly. Yes. And Matt told me when we did the show notes today that I that I I stole this guy from him, and that's Mister Eloy Jimenez, uh, one of Matt and I's uh, favorite players. You know, Matt has him as a Keeper in our big leagues, had him for there for a few years. Now, a couple problems here with this guy, but see, the value is good on him. I believe he's coming off the board right now in NFBC ADP as the number 18 outfielder, pick 73. So you can get him around your sixth round pick in your 12 mans, which is I think is great, your number two outfielder, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully your number two outfielder. And that's, as Matt said, a steal for a guy like this. Eloy Menes is going to be 26 years old. Last year, you know, he's been banged up, you know, past couple of years. Last year, only played 84 games. But in those 84 games, he was stellar. He had 40 runs, 16 bombs, 54 RBIs. Eloy does not really steal, so don't count on him for that. But he hit 295, right? And Eloy Jimenez, career, 276 hitter. I think the hit tool is there for the kid. He He knows how to, you know, he knows how to take a walk. He's not a huge, huge strikeout guy. You know, he does strike out, but he doesn't strike out as so much some uh, as much as some of these other top tier talents. And the power. Don't forget, Eloy's rookie year as a 22 year old played 122 games, 31 bombs, hit 267. 
So I think, you know, if, you know, Eloy could stay on the field, 30 plus bombs, the RBIs and the runs might not be great in that White Sox lineup, maybe 80, 80, but he's going to hit you for a great batting average too. And with outfield being so thin this year, you know, you, you got to take a chance on a guy like Eloy. I just think, you know, as a 26 year old this year, he's going to be great. I personally have him ranked as my number 11 outfielder. So, you know, if you can get him, as I said, the 18th outfielder, your number two, hopefully, you got to take him. Once again, great pick in Dynasty and redraft, uh, Dynasty and Keepers. Redraft, you know, still great too, but don't forget the injury risk when you're taking him. Yeah, I mean, with, with Eloy, you know, his only knock is the guy's hurt every year. But the funny part is, though, it's never like like, like a Montessi, right? Oh, my flanges, or oh, I got a hamstring, or oh, it's some sort of for the some sort of like soft tissue issue, right? It's the guy's playing too hard. He's literally doing a Bryce Harper. He's constantly getting hurt because yeah. he's playing too hard. He's a really good defender, and he just plays his heart out every night. And that shows when he comes back. The kid just hits the ball out over the fence every single time. He's an incredible talent. I think now that with the move to DH, more of like a full time gig versus him playing outfield more key less opportunity to get hurt because the numb nut decides, you know, I'm going to go rip my pectoral because I need to steal this home run or I need to run into the wall really hard. Or I don't know. Let me just take a bat and smack me over the head with it because I just need to play so hard. But like the thing about Eloy is the kid has so much talent to trying to rein the kid in and now get him to be on the field for all 162 games this year. And I think that's the way to do it. Limit his time playing defense, even though he's a great defender. And get him them at bats. I think he's going to be great. And personally, I think the ribbies, yeah, they'll be a little low, like Dom said. But at the same time, we're also waiting on guys to take a step forward too. There's a lot of rookies, a lot of young guys. Luis Roberts, Tim Anderson's, you know, a nice veteran on that team. Andrew Vaughn. That team is actually has some names on it that can actually help drive him in. One quick, one quick name I got for you guys, and we'll talk about him in the prospects episodes. Watch out for Oscar Colas, outfielder. He's supposed to be there for opening day with the White Sox, guys. Pay attention to that name. Let's see if Colas makes it, because that would be another name that we can add to the list. Yeah. And hopefully, bring up them counting stats for Eloy. But I think the Ribbies will be there, you know, and not for nothing too. You know, he has 40 to 45 home run upset, uh, upside. And no, I'm he upset. does. He does. 100%. I may seem a little bullish, but the no. kid is outrageous. So let's just see what's going to happen because there, there's a hope and dream. I haven't ranked it's 12, but quite honestly, if I'm in, if I'm in a dynasty league, he's another one. I, I, I always will be considering him in a top five, top seven pick in my in a dynasty startup and even in a keeper league. Redrafts. If you're getting him in the sixth round, which it will not be when we get closer to draft season, I think he's going to be more in the fourth. Fourth, you know, he might be some people's outfield one, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I think this kid is going to be incredible this year. But let me let me let me take a take a step back. Let me move off. You know, I went too long. He is my guy. Dom just stole him. Um, and he's a monster. He's a monster. This is another guy of mine, and again, another guy I touted all last last draft season. And that's Mr. Jazz Chisholm. And quite honestly, he's a more on the fantasy. He's, he's more on the injury risk. He's almost on my flanges list, which eventually I'll I'll do a blog post on our website. You have where, to. You have to. Where I do the flanges list and who who's who's on my hatering. He's like that almost there. He does it again this year, and he's going to be there. So the problem with him is he just gets the soft tissue issues. I'm hoping he can overcome it. I hope the Marlins, you know, get him in there with – with the trainers and figure out a way for him to stay healthy. Maybe it's what he's eating or working out, whatever. Dude needs to figure it out because if he can stay on the field, he can be incredible. 
Now, this is just a short little tidbit of what he did last year. In 213 at-bats, he had 39 runs, 10 doubles, 4 triples, 14 bombs in 241 at-bats. I mean, 60 games. Yeah, that's ridiculous, right? 45 ribbies. 45 ribbies on Miami Marlins. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's getting, he's clutch. He's When people are on base in front of him, he's making sure things are getting done. He's incredible. And then 12 stolen bases. He has 30, 30 stolen base upset. He's going to get you those counting stats. But the batting average is where he lacks, 254. But it's also not miserable. It doesn't murder you. And quite honestly, I don't see it getting any higher. I think that's kind of where he's going to be, 250 to 260. 260. Mm, hits 265. God, these numbers are going to be great. But I don't see it happening. He's more like that, that mid-range. So personally, he's going to be four-and-a-half tool guy. And I'm cool with that. And personally, I'm drafting him. Hold on, let me pull it up right quick. My second base ranking. I have him as my number four overall ranking, and that's for redraft. And I, I, I'm confident. I mean, I'm going to take that risk because that upside is outrageous, and you're going to get him at a discount anyway. So I think this year is his year that he could possibly stay healthy and be that fantasy darling. And, oh, my God, you will thank me every step of the way if so. Yeah, Matt, uh, perfect analysis. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, you know, is somebody that – you know, Matt and I kind of disagreed on a little bit coming into last season. And Matt Matt talked me into it, you know, listening to my brother here. Talked me into it. I think I took him and I actually wound up taking him in almost every single draft I did last year. And it paid off until, you know, he decided uh, I'm not going to play for the whole second half of the season, which then killed me. But as Matt read off, his numbers were absolutely stellar last year. Totally agree that the batting average is where, you know, if he if he could figure it out, if he could figure it out, Getting him right now over the last month, NFBC ADP for Jazz Chisholm is at pick 47, but it's kind and he's the third, second baseman. It's kind of worth it in the sense of that, you know, that top four at second base right now, it, it falls off a cliff after, you know, after the fourth one, depending on who you got there. It's Marcus Simeon, Jose Altuve, Jazz, and Ozzy Albies and NFBC ADP right now. It's in top four. After that, falls off a cliff. Now, I have, I have Jazz fourth in sync with Matt here. It's, you know, if I don't have a problem with you taking them, I don't have a problem with you taking them. Just be prepared. I'd say draft a backup, you know, make sure you have somebody there because as Matt said, he's a very injury prone player, flanges guy. But as for, you know, 30-30 upside, he could have a Cedric Mullins-ish season from, you know, Cedric Mullins two years ago in 30-30. I could see that from Jazz. Maybe not the high batting average Cedric Mullins had, but, you know, Jazz is just great. Guys, go out there and take him with confidence. You know, don't I wouldn't reach for him too high. You know, don't take him as you know a, a top twenty pick. You know, get him at, at where he's going. Go ahead, chime in, my brother. Feel free. Also, a nice backup since this guy's going to miss about a month, maybe a month and a half. Go for it. You draft Jazz, and then you draft Trevor Story late. Oh yeah, there you go. And then you got it. You got it covered. When Jazz finally decides to get hurt, and you just put in Trevor Story. Yeah, yeah, that, that's actually a good take, Matt. I, I do like that. I think that's a great backup. But, guys, once again, you know, take Jazz, like Matt said, and I said, make sure you have a backup for him. We'll keep it pushing, though, guys. We're going to head on to our next player here, which is uh, my last guy, and that's somebody you may not have heard of. If you tuned out near the end of last season and you weren't paying attention, you might have missed this guy. So that's why we're bringing him up to you now. Well, somebody I picked up in all my leagues helped me win a championship last year. That's Oscar Gonzalez, outfielder for the Cleveland Guardians. Now. Oof. This kid is young. He's fun. He comes up to the SpongeBob theme song. 
He comes up against the Yankees to the SpongeBob theme song last year and absolutely killed us in the playoffs. And I'm just, as a Yankee fan, I'm watching and I'm like, oh my God, this guy. But as a fantasy baseball fan, I'm like, oh my God, this guy. So with Oscar Gonzalez last year, 24 years old, came up, played 91 games. He had 362 at-bats, 39 runs, 11 bombs, 43 RBIs, stole a base, and he hit 296. Now, the thing is, in 2021, in the minors for Oscar Gonzalez, uh, check out these numbers. 121 games, 70 runs, 24 doubles, 31 home runs, 83 RBIs, chipped in a steal, and he had 293. And Oscar Gonzalez's whole career in the minor leagues, he hit 297, 283, 292, 293, 293, 270, and then in the bigs last year, 296. So I think Oscar Gonzalez's upside is – 30-plus bombs. You know, that lineup is pretty looking pretty good over there in Cleveland with uh, Jose Ramirez, Stephen Kwan, and the rest of them boys. And, you know, so the RBIs and runs should be solid for him. So, you know, I could say 85 runs, 30-plus bombs, 85 RBIs. Maybe he'll chip in a few steals, but don't count on it with a high batting average. Now, where outfield is such a tough position this year, if you, don't, if you haven't looked into it, man, uh, it falls off a cliff. It really does. But Oscar Gonzalez is somebody that's falling down draft boards right now. Matt, you know where you can get this guy? The 41st outfielder, pick 177. So you're beginning. Yeah, all day. Give give me Oscar Gonzalez all day as either my utility, even a bench guy. I know he'll probably start climbing up boards, you know, because we're talking about I'm sure other places are going to talk about him as well. And I'm sure as the fans, you know, do their research, he's going to move up. But even if he moves up 10 spots and you get him at 31, you know, your third outfielder, you know, your your utility, you're not going to be mad with Oscar Gonzalez there, right? Now, let's see. I'm bullish on him. So I got him ranked 24, you know, which is, uh, you know, might be a little high. But I'm not – see, guys, once again, two things let me point out real quick. Matt and I's rankings, once again, if you're new here or if you, you know, don't recall, Matt and I's rankings are based on head-to-head category leagues and Roto, not points, unfortunately. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about our rankings. And two, just because I have somebody ranked higher doesn't mean I'm always taking him there. You have to feel out your draft rooms. You have to make sure you know what's going on. I have him ranked that high because I love him. And I would take him that high if I have to, not necessarily mean I'm doing it. Just wanted to make sure you guys understand that. But Matt, what's your thoughts here on Oscar Gonzalez? And where do you got him ranked, my brother? I don't need to say much other than the fact that I have him ranked at 29. Oh, there you go. If I can get him at 41st, outfielder shoot you might as well call me omar the tent pitcher because i'm gonna be pitching a tent the whole damn time you know so. <laughs> oh. yes sir anybody look up that child story from back in the 1900s it's a funny story oh. <laughs> but anyway it's going to be an incredible steal at that pick i think that he's going to have a great season i think he's going to build on it. i think the, the the guardians are going to be a great team this year they're gonna be dangerous in that al and also to the ALA great outside of, you know, the several teams that are, you know, top notch. So they're going to be playing a lot of fluff games. Plus now they get to play every single team in the league this year. So they can have a couple more fluff games too. I think he's going to be really nice this year. The schedule is going to really help him out. So other than that, I don't think I need to cover any more than that. And let's bring up to my last guy. And you might as well call this the royalty list. Yeah. Because, because I'm bringing up another Kansas City Royal and that's MJ Melendez. Now, everybody's like, oh, why is he talking about MJ Melendez? He had a bad year last year. He didn't really have a bad year. He had a very streaky year surrounded by a lot of slumps, right? So last year, he had 460 at-bats. He had 57 runs, 
21 doubles, three triples, 18 home runs, 62 ribbies. He had two stolen bases and whatever. You can't count on that. He struck out a lot, which is kind of expected when you see a guy come up to the bigs. This is kind of more normal outside of like Bobby Witt, right? This is what you expect to see. And he batted 217 on the year. But he had a lot of moments of genius where he went streaky for a couple weeks where he was hitting multiple, multiple bombs in games. And he was really doing his work job there. And this is why I'm talking about him, right? It's not because of what he did last year outside of the passing the eye test and having a couple spurts. Let me read you what he did in 2021. This is the key. This is why I'm going to go based off of this, what he did in the minors. In 448 at-bats in 2021, MJ Melendez had 95 runs, 22 doubles, three three triples, 41 home runs. 41, just, just, just to let you know. 103 ribbies. Stone bases three again, so he chipped you in a couple. And he batted 288. That is key right there. So this is a young kid, kid catcher, also not playing every day either because he's a catcher and ain't able to get in his groove and getting called up midseason. So there's a lot of things going in play for him where he's not able to adjust to the bigs the way you would like like a full-time hitter to do, like a first baseman, an outfield, or any other hitting position other than catcher, right? So now give him the whole offseason, spring training, and get that stuff going. He's going to be an everyday catcher this year, I think, at least almost every every day because I think they're moving. Um, well, like a, I th- it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. But I think I, he's going to play full-time. Uh, what's his face? He's going to play outfield most of the year this year. So that's what I was hearing. So if that's the case, I think he's going to be the main catcher. And on his off days, he's probably just going to play DH. So I think that there's going to be a lot going on for him. This kid starts getting in a rhythm, starts getting adjusted to the bigs. That home run upside is going to be phenomenal. And, I mean, it's not like I have him ranked outrageously high either. He's just one of my guys. He's on my sleepers too, which we'll get we'll get later into the season. But I'm Jim Melendez right now. I'm not even bullish on him. I have him ranked 11, right? You know, I'm not being crazy on him, but the upside is there. And, I mean, to be completely honest, after like the sixth or seventh catcher, you're pretty much taking a dart, a dart throw anyway, right? He's just a guy I feel confident in that, hey, I can wait and I can scoop him up. And that upside is outrageous. And honestly, he's probably going to start shooting up them draft boards once we start seeing him in spring training. Where this kid starts slugging the ball out of the park. Like, this is where we're going to be like, bam, man, he's not, I'm not even going to be able to rank him 11 because I'm, I'm going to have to go up to get him. So, like, there's a lot of things at play to get MJ Melendez. And, you know, he's just a name you write down in your book. You come back in mid March and you start saying, mm, yeah, I need to get him. That's it. That's all I got. Well, I'll I'll, I'll chime in off based off what you're saying there, Matt. See, now, if you could – I have him ranked – I have MJ Melendez ranked 12th. And if you could get him there, I'd absolutely love it. Thing is, I think everybody's already on him. Because no, no. right now, last month, NFBC ADP, MJ Melendez, going off the board as the seventh catcher, pick 96. Not, not mad at the pick. A little bit mad at where he's going. Especially yeah. when you could get Wilson Contreras after him. Wilson's brother, William Contreras, after him. Somebody else I'm high on at catcher, Tyler Stevenson after him, and Sean Murphy after him. Now, I would take all of those guys. I have them all ranked ahead of MJ, you know. But MJ is a great player, and I do just want to vibe off of one thing that Matt said. As far as I can see, you know, as far as I know, I think MJ is going to split time with Salvador Perez at catcher. You know, Salvador Perez is a little more of a veteran presence at catcher, got good framing, and you know, just has been playing the catcher position for long. So last year, MJ Melendez played 38 games in the outfield. 
So I think, you know, the young athletic guy like MJ Melendez, they're going to move him around a little bit. I think he even played a little first base in the minors, if I remember correctly as well. So I could see him moving all around the field. If Vinny P needs an off day, maybe they throw MJ at first. Salvador Perez needs an off day, maybe he's catching. I, I can't name too many of the Royals outfielders, unfortunately. So, you know, I could probably see MJ in the outfield on some days as well, right? So he'll be moving all over the field. As far as, as his statistics go, I think MJ Melendez is a threat to hit you 30 bombs at the catcher position. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. And don't forget, now that, that I'm saying he's going to play outfield, he might play first base, he's going to play DH, he's going to be in the lineup a lot. So if you're slotting MJ Melendez in at your catcher spot, you're getting a guy that's going to play a lot more games than the average catcher. You know, catchers play maybe four times a week's max. So if MJ Melendez is playing five, six days a week, you're going to get the value there. So once again, big bomb threat. Runs and RBIs, as we said with Bobby Witt, kind of depends on how that team develops around him. We named all the guys that are on that team, Vinny P, Salvador Perez, you know, Bobby Witt. That if all those guys get it rocking, the runs and RBIs are going to be good. Batting average mm, could be a little, you know, could be a little suspect, you know, so it's going to it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. But, guys, you know, we pretty much are going to wrap things up here. We're going to lead in with a little bit of interesting news coming up for you guys, so, you know, stay tuned for that got a lot of cool things we're going to talk about there but as i said we're going to keep it pushing you know let's uh let's rock out matt to the next segment i don't know if uh you want to take the lead should i take the lead brother yeah you're a better reader than i am you can go for it ah, fair enough fair enough <laughs> so guys here with the news now we're gonna wrap things up soon so biggest thing here guys that i want to talk to you about in regards to fantasy baseball and news MLB.com has been releasing their top 10 prospects at every position starting uh, i believe at the beginning of the week they have relief pitcher, starting pitcher. I think first base is out. Maybe one or two other positions that are missing. And then the full MLB top 100 list comes out on January 26th. So my thing is for fans of baseball, you want to familiarize yourself with those names, especially like the top 20 guys. So when you're going to make pickups this year, guys, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something you need to know. You need to know these names. You need to know who these guys are, the top guys. Matt and I are going to do a prospect episode, so make sure you guys look out for that. It's going to be an absolutely stellar episode. Matt and I go deep with the prospects this year. We're both close to 200 prospects. We might not go that deep on the episode, but we're going to hit you hard. We'll probably try and maybe do two episodes, do a top 50 each, and then we'll do 100. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Make sure you watch it, though. Matt, any any other thoughts, notes here, and on fans for as far as prospects go? Uh, also, just to let everybody know too, you got to keep up with the international signing because that just happened. As yes, well. it did. They're going to be tying into that, so that's why the rankings haven't came out yet. But it's going to be nice. A um, lot of names, a lot of lot of cool possibilities. Um, you know, look out. We'll probably do like a top twenty five episode, and then if somebody wants to email us or hit up our website and then contact us that way. You know, we'll we'll send you our rankings. Our rankings are already posted for our regular MLB pool. Uh, our rankings for our top one hundred, our, our top players. So, you know, we're always free to give it out. Just hit us up, and we'll give it to you. But uh, yeah, guys, you know, make sure check out that website, guys. We've got a lot of awesome stuff on there. Once again, it will be in our link tree. So click that link tree. We'll take you to our website. You can find our rankings, news about us. You can find every single episode there. So make sure you check that out. Now, got a few minor sightings here. Most won't be super fantasy relevant, but if you're playing those 15-mans, those deep leagues, AL, NL only, these are things you're going to want to know. So Aroldis Chapman signs a one-year deal with the Royals. I think he got almost $4 million. 
Scott Barlow's been their guy the last two years, so I'm not sure if Chapman's going to get the opportunity to close. Even if he does, I'm not super high on all the Chapman that's closer. Had a bad year with the Yankees the last two years. So that's kind of an iffy one, you know. But if you play in those deep leagues, definitely a thing to keep in mind. Uh, the Mets add Tommy Pham. You know, it's not another crazy one, but, you know, outfield is absolutely terrible this year. Tommy Pham's going to be on a good team now, you know, with that Mets lineup, very deadly. You know, Tommy Pham's been known as a power steals guy. So somebody to keep your eye on going forward. They're also looking to trade for Luis Arias from the Twins. That has a bunch of fantasy implications because then one of Matt's favorite players and uh, myself, Mr. Royce Lewis, when he comes back, could possibly have a role on that team now. They'll shift the move guys around a little bit. We'll see how that goes. Matt, any thoughts there? You want to try? I know it's your boy, man. You want to say a few words or you want me to keep this pushing? Um, let's just all say a prayer. This guy gets traded. Um, you know, you know what? I won't even say it. I won't even say it. Just bad juju. Um, but yeah, please, please move. Please get out of get out of town. Just get out. Get out. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, then the Red Sox added Adam Duvall. Big power guy, you know, maybe he'll hit a decent amount of home runs with, the, you know, the short porch there in Boston, right field. And, um, yeah, you know, just I want to get outfield's weak. So, you know, Adam Duvall and you're at the end of your 15 team, 15 team leagues and uh, so, so forth, your AL onlys. Now, this last guy here, maybe a little. It? Who? Can you pronounce this name? Because I can't. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Shintaro Fujinami. Uh, he's the he's just, uh, another Fujinami. Shintaro Fujinami. Fuji, Fuji. Oh. <laughs> so uh, he's a starting pitcher to keep your eyes on. Uh, let me see if I can get up his stats here real quick for you guys. He's not great from what I saw. Once again, I'm not super familiar with Mr. Fujinami, but I will do the, the due diligence for the man. Let's see. Guys, bear with me. I'm, I'm just going to try and pull this up real quick so I can give you the proper coverage. I don't want to leave you, leave you folks hanging here. So Mr. Fujinami is um let's see he's actually a big guy he's six six only a buck eighty but you know we've seen some big skinny starting pitchers have success in the bigs like Mr. Sale Mr. Mr. McKenzie but last year Fujinami had a actually had a decent year in the you know the Japanese league but though he differs he had um two seventy seven ERA one hundred seven innings hundred fifteen Ks a one one eight WHIP for Mr. Fujinami he's going to be twenty nine years old he's a little bit older he's no Kodai Senga. And he's not on a great team either. But once again, your AL onlys, your deeper leagues, definitely a name to at least keep your eye on. So, guys, that's going to be it for the news. And uh, I'm going to pass it off to my brother here real quick, you know, to get us out of here. Yep. So, just want to thank everybody for being part of the MD's adventure and looking forward for everybody joining us on the Lockdown Adventure. And just a heads up, uh, you can find us on our new socials, things like that. Check out our link tree. And lastly, just really great piece of news we forgot to announce in the beginning is we're going to be going three days a week of lockdown. So, you yeah. know, just looking forward to that. There's a lot of great episodes coming up. You know, our first bank rate base rankings, all the positional rankings, and just going in hard. And, you know, we're going to get ready for that, get you ready for that fantasy draft. And then you know, stay tuned. We're going to be rocking it all season long. So, with that being said, we're looking forward to joining us on this new adventure. And, you know, with that, peace. See you.